when I'm at home, I try really hard to listen to my wife, Dana, but there are so many distractions, and I've got my agenda. But there are moments where I set aside the distractions. Happened just this morning. Uh, We were having coffee and reading, and I started telling her something, and then I shared another story or something, and I, I finally realized I was talking on and on, and I said, I'm sorry I'm babbling, and she said, no, I love it when you babble. I wasn't sure if I should take that as a compliment or not. But um, we're glad you've tuned in because distractions are going to keep you and your spouse apart, and we want to help you uh, find ways to better connect with your spouse. I'm John Fuller, along with Erin Smalley. Her husband, Greg, is not in the studio today. We're going to hear a clip now featuring Greg and Erin. Jim Daly and I talked with them about how to keep the distractions at bay so you can dial in to your spouse. Distractions you mentioned in the book uh, come into play in all this. What are some of those sacred moments you want to keep distractions from seeping into? Yeah. And how do we do it? It's easy to get distracted in our culture today because we're running at such fast paces. We've got our cell phones. We're constantly checking things and, you know, scores and Facebook and on and on. And just realizing that when you're doing other things, your eyes are not on your spouse. And there's these sacred moments that we personally don't want to miss that opportunity to connect. One of the biggest ones is, is when we go to bed. When we go to bed, pillow talk is a big thing that we can choose to lay there on our cell phones. And some nights we do when we've had a long, hard day and we just want to veg. But then I miss out. I miss out on connecting with Greg and I don't want to. I want to connect. Are you a night person by any chance? I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm going, Greg, Greg, poor Greg. I'm ready for bed at like 830. <laughs> it seems to be getting Gene, earlier. You and Gene are the same. Man, I lay down in bed. It's not time for talk. Yeah, <laughs> this is a bed. It's time for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I found is I am a night person, and so I could stay up a whole lot later. But because Greg goes to bed early and I want that connection, I go to bed early now. Oh, so that's it's, nice. It's helpful. Oh, it, it's the funniest thing. So we agree. Listen, we, I know that you would much rather stay up. Why don't you just come to bed? Let's, let's have 10, 20 minutes of just lying together, joking, talking, being intimate. And then you can leave. <laughs> Seriously, there has been times like I'll never forget the time that we went to bed. I thought we both went to bed. I got up the next morning, walked down because I get up earlier in Aaron, and there was a table that had been built that wasn't there the night before. And I'm it thinking, wasn't just a table coming in. It just wasn't a table. It was six chairs. Too. <laughs> and so it freaked me out. I'm like, did someone break in not to steal, but to construct? Yeah, something? The hilarious thing is my girlfriend came over too and helped oh. me. I'm sound asleep. So Aaron and I have connected and she's got this whole other life after I fall party asleep. going on after you're in bed. But seriously, they all joking aside for a lot of couples, they are on such different schedules like yeah. that, that, that for them just to know, start off in bed together. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have to both stay in bed. You can get up and some Well, what I'm hearing you say is accommodation. You know, yeah. you got to make some accommodation. Don't be hard hearted about, no, I go to bed at nine and we're not changing, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Let me move to perhaps one of the most important, I think it is the most important area, and that's developing spiritual intimacy with each other. Um, that can, in the face of busy schedules and all the pressure, that can be one of the first things to go, that you're not reading the Word together, you're not praying together. You know, so many people I talk to, particularly wives, will say, I yearn for that, but I just don't know how we're going to do it. My husband's so busy, he's out the door so quick. And 
But speak to the importance of that. It's so important to connect soul to soul. We've talked a lot about connecting heart to heart to to that deeper kind of inner life conversation. But our souls need to connect. We need to connect spiritually. As a young husband, that was so intimidating for me. I saw some absolute spiritual powerhouses in my dad and some mentors, and the way that they would do that was so intimidating that it so shut me down. I'd get so discouraged, and Aaron would feel disconnected. And one of the things that I now share with young husbands is, listen, just narrow this down to just a couple things, which is, how about this? Every day, pray with your wife. That might be early in the morning when we have sit down for some coffee and have five minutes or whatever it might be at night, sort mm-hmm. of as we're laying in bed together. Good goal. But, but pray together, and that even can be intimidating. And so what, what I've learned to do with Aaron is I simply just say, hey, what's one thing that I can pray for you about that's going on tomorrow? What I love is she'll answer it, and I'll go, I didn't, you know, think in my mind, I had no <laughs> idea she was facing that tomorrow. So there's a way even that it keeps you current. Mm-hmm. And so just say, what's one thing that I can pray for you about? And join hands and, and do that. And she does the same. And, and you have this quick prayer time. It, it doesn't have to be 20, 30 minutes and include the Lord's Prayer and all these things. Just how can I be praying for you? That so unites us. That's a daily mm-hmm. goal. And then I encourage husbands, have a weekly goal to attend church together, because the researchers show that if you're praying together and going to church, that so makes a difference in your marriage. So go to attend church together and then join some sort of small group so that you are around like-minded couples who also value marriage, who value connecting and can help and fight for your marriage at times. And, Mm -hmm. And those three things, pray together, attend church, and be a part of a community experience. Aaron, I really love the tips that you and Greg shared about uh, spiritual intimacy and developing that. And so um, take a moment here and just talk to the couple that's listening, saying, that's really good. I want that. Uh, I can't get there. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, John, because the couples that I work with, so often they are not experiencing the fullness of a spiritual connection. They're not praying together. Maybe they're going to church together. You know, it just is, it's very interesting. And so I know that that has an impact on a couple. And so if you're stuck and you're you're saying, you know, those tips sound really good, I can promise you those three things of, you know, praying together and not making it this big elaborate thing, just, hey, what's one thing I can pray for you? Yeah, I'm just going to pause right there because that came up in a conversation with Dina just the other day. She was like, well, I wish we prayed more together, but I know a lot of times I'm really quiet and you just kind of carry the load. And I said, yeah, and that's a disincentive to me because I sort of feel like I'm just praying for me. We had to unpack that. At least you did. Well, it's a simple (laughs) thing, but you're right. Just make it one thing. Don't make it a production. What does that say? One, you know, hey, what can I pray for you about? I'm interested in you. I want to know what's troubling you. I want to know what's stressing you out. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. It sends such a powerful message Mm -hmm. that I'm interested and I want to know. And I'm taking time to ask because sometimes I think about it and maybe I don't ask. 
And, you know, I find that when I do, it's so powerful and it's such a benefit. And so simply doing that, you know, going to church, joining a small group, Greg and I just joined a new small group and just doing that and the commitment to, to seeking that community mm-hmm. impacts a marriage yeah. and impacts us as a couple. Yeah. Those smaller settings where you can be transparent and mm-hmm. kind of do life together. Yes. We've been fortunate to have... Uh, five or six couples, and we've done the last 20 years together wow. in close proximity, and it's been a real gift, That's... and it helps us feel connected. It gives us, I, I think what I hear you saying, Aaron, is there's a common currency mm-hmm. when we're involved in church yeah. in a small group. Well, and even when you're at church and in a small group, often there's opportunities then for you to serve together. And serving together is also such a powerful thing. Greg and I experience a depth of intimacy when we get up on a stage and we minister to couples at events, at seminars that I can't even begin to explain, Mm -hmm. that we feel so close together. We laugh together. We tell stories together. We teach together. And it is so satisfying. All right. Now, most of our audience doesn't do that. Right. So don't uh, don't try this at home. What can we try at home to <laughs> well, you foster? Can try it. <laughs> I mean, you've already mentioned three very important things, yes. but what can and, most of know, us do? Mentoring a couple, maybe mentoring a younger couple. Invite another yes. couple over. Yeah. Or even, you know, sitting, going out to dinner with another couple and saying, you know, tell us one thing that is great in your marriage. And then you're just listening and together you're listening and ministering back like, oh, that's great. Tell me one thing that's difficult. And, you know, granted, that's going to be a safe conversation and, or it needs to be a safe conversation with people that you have some depth to. Yeah. But, you know, just ministering, going on, you know, it was just Colorado Springs Serve Day, going and serving. um, I went, Annie and I actually did it together and went and pulled weeds Hmm. at someone's house. Go and do that together. Go serve at a food kitchen or, you know, anything like that. It's just serving together so powerful. There's no shortage of good ideas. I mean, we heard that in the clip and you've really teed up a lot of wonderful starting points for couples. And I just want to talk to our audience and recommend Greg and Aaron's uh, really amazing book, Reconnected. It's full of stuff like you've heard today. Um, It is a terrific resource for you or a couple you know that feels like they're drifting. Uh, Get in touch, donate as you can, and we'll send that book to you. It's our way of saying thank you for uh, joining the support team, for making podcasts like this possible. Hopefully, this has spoken to you in your life. Um, Donate back and help us speak into other lives. And uh, again, as you do, we'll send that book reconnected. Uh, And spiritual connection is one of the things covered in our free online marriage assessment. So uh, sit down and take five or ten minutes as a couple Uh, Each of you uh, do the assessment, and then you've got some talking points to see how do we get going again, maybe in this area or that, or why should we feel really good about that? Oh, I forgot about that. That's good. Uh, That's a free assessment. About a million people have taken it, and uh, the link is in the episode notes for that as well. We'll hear more next time about connecting with your spouse. For now, I'm John Fuller on behalf of Aaron Smalley and the absent Greg Smalley. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. 